Hey guys, this is Bill Bennett, and I just put a new album set, remixes, whatever you want to call it out, and I've never done this before where I've left such a insert of description of what it is, and it's so important to me that I thought I wanted to record it, and I also didn't want to do it connected to the same download as the sets because that would just kind of be a buzzkill. So this is uh, August... 27th 2021 and the reason why I want to do this is because it's got a pretty strong message um, I'll read to you what I wrote in the the notes it says this album is dedicated to people that I used to love that try to silence or harm me the ones that would take their love away from me and breadcrumb me when they needed something the ones that told me I was too old I was too fat I was disposable and that something was wrong with me. It's interesting because when people do this to you, you don't recognize it right away. And I heard an analogy a couple weeks ago. It's like Chinese torture with the dripping water on your forehead until one day you look in the mirror and you don't believe in yourself anymore. Thing is, there's not just people in our lives that do this. There are millions more of you in this world that do this as well. The ones that hate themselves so badly that they have to hurt others to feel alive. Vampires are real people. We work with them, we sleep with them, and we are around them all day. But these fuckers can live in sunlight. One of the reasons this project took me so long is because I let too many vampires in my life, in my heart, and in my bed. I went through a pretty brutal uh, breakup, but it ended up in a nine-month court battle with my ex-partner, and to make things worse, I was really not prepared to learn of his lies that surfaced as uh, the court's sessions unfolded his true colors. He was a complete con artist, con artist and a psychopath. And I'm talking like Lifetime is probably going to buy the rights to this movie soon. The most surprising part was learning that he had a plan to kill me at the end, and he did not go through with it. Yet he got the drugs in me, and he raped me when I was groggy and filmed it for his collection, which he used to bait guys in Scruff and Grinder. When I found this out, I was completely fucking mortified and devastated and just crushed to a point where I didn't think I could ever get back up. You know, imagine having someone hold you and be inside you and tell you that they love you and you're the one to find out later on they had a plan to get rid of you and also knowing they were also filming you at that time without your knowledge for their collection. Thing is, man, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty, how do I say this? I try to be pretty positive and I don't like to dump my shit on people. You know, so when this happened to me, like, who the fuck do you talk to? Like, we all know if someone said this to us, we would be like, get the fuck away. Like, you would just get away from them. So I, I didn't want to dump this on people. And the hardest part was when you're in an abusive relationship like that, so many people, and I used to be one of them, will say to you, like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you leave them? Or uh, just find somebody else. And I think the hardest part was, like, you're already being abused. You know, 
And I think mental abuse is worse than physical abuse. And you're already being abused, and now your friends and your family are abusing you because they're hurting you worse because you're already down. And they're kicking you by saying, what the fuck's wrong with you? So why would you go to them and open them up, you know? And I even tried opening up to my sister about it, and she's like, get over it. I was raped in high school, too. And it's just like, I just had nowhere to turn, you know? And so I just tried to be as strong as I could, and I tried to process it by myself, and... It didn't work out too well. Um, as I was also doing this, I was working in crisis COVID ICUs, putting people in body bags. And it was just, I was in a place where I didn't know if I was going to return. And then I, get, then I did something really stupid. Um, I was trying just to stop him because he was just out of control with trying to destroy me, you know, and... So I sent him groceries as a peace offering, you know. Well, that didn't work out too well for me. Um, I wasn't allowed to do that because he filed complaints against me. And then when I came into Baltimore for another court date, he had me thrown in the Baltimore State Prison. You guys, I was the only white guy in there. And it went to a whole other level of damage, what he inflicted on me. And I had PTSD for months, months after that and that's another thing too I mean I work as, I'm a nurse and I hear people say they have PTSD all the time and I guess you kind of roll your eyes you guys it's fucking real like every time the dog barked like I would jump out of my skin or I'd wake up drenched in um, sweat just having flashbacks of what happened in there um, you know just when I thought he couldn't hurt me anymore he just went to another level that I didn't know existed and when I finally got home uh, from there I went to a dealer that I know. I bought a bag of blow, a bottle of vodka, three razor blades, and I sat in the bathtub. And I just sat there, and I was just numb. You know, my goal was to do it, and I just wanted to end it. I just didn't want to hurt anymore. And I looked over, and I saw my dog sitting in the, the hallway. And the way they looked at me was like, I don't know if I was just so emotional at that time, but it's almost like they just looked like, I don't know, man, that day. And even after like the look in their eyes, like is like they, it's almost like I saw they, maybe they were human at one time or they're angels or something. It's really weird. It's hard to explain. And I was sober. I mean, it was just, I don't know. So I crawled out of the tub and I laid on the floor with them and I fucking sobbed myself to sleep on the floor. And my three dogs, like, um, they never left my side. They just, they've been amazing ever since. They're completely, they've changed too. They're completely different pets. It was then that I kind of realized the universe was forcing me into a failure I didn't want to go into. And nor that one that I thought I would have the strength to endure, which is taking a true look at yourself in the mirror and asking yourself, why did I let this man do this to me? Why did I not stick to my boundaries? Why did I let myself I had to take the blame some of it you know um, I kept giving him the scissors multiple times but hoping for different results and he would just hurt me more you know at this point we know a lot of people who go through this stuff and it's so much easier to play the victim I mean we've all done it you know and turn that uh, that mindset off that you have, you do have any fault in it um, and then just numb yourself you know, and I think I died that night. And I, I don't mean physically, I mean spiritually. 
And I remember laying there on the floor and I have never been in so much pain and so alone or scared. And it just, it was weird, you know, because I've had so many highlights in my life, which were just amazing. I've had some great opportunities and I thought I had my shit together and it was all built on bullshit. It was all built on fucking bullshit, you know, and image and, you know, putting pictures out that are, you look hot, you know, the game, you know, and it was all crumbling down. And all I really wanted was someone to love me, you know, and I think that's what we all want, you know, and I grew up with an abusive father and it was just too much because just like my father that rejected me for who I am, my partner did too. And people also, there's other people in my life that had done it to me. And it was just this long history of rejection. And so I think what happens is when people do that to you, we reject ourselves. And some people just don't get out of that, that darkness. So that's one reason why I wanted to read this, this, this uh, insert note. Because if you are still listening and you're there, um, I want you to hold on for a little bit longer, okay? Uh, so, you know, when I finally looked in the mirror, I saw a broken 50-year-old man that uh, was that fourth grader <laughs> inside just wanting to be held and told that it was okay to be gay. And, you know, I saw my therapist a couple of weeks ago, like when I grew up, like my parents knew I was gay, but I was told, like, don't let grandma and grandpa know. Don't let our friends know. Don't let this person know. Like, and my therapist said, like, so you had to wear masks. And I said, I guess, but I said what I heard was, like, it's, it's not okay to be who you are, you know? And I grew up in that mindset you know your parents can really fuck you up and and again like I just wanted someone to hold me and say it's gonna be okay and I love you no matter what and I went through 50 years of just um trying to fill that in with you know clicks and oh you're hot and like you know you're Bill Bennett and you're this and you're that and like just it never stopped you know and it doesn't last it's just like a it's like a little fake line of blow all of it and then it goes away and you got to do it again there's no nothing sustains so you know it's, it's ironic because i was laughing because that fucking cliche from the wizard of oz when the good witch tells dorothy like you had the power all along like we do you do if you're still listening you do you have the fucking power to step back and change everything you know and it's really true and I think that loving yourself, setting boundaries, and staying far away from toxic people has to be the hardest fucking lesson that we face on this planet because it's a lonely, lonely road. It's a lonely walk, and you have to do it by yourself. And it's fucking scary because you don't know what's on the other side. Um, and again, you know, many choose to numb themselves with sugar, drugs, sex, and alcohol instead of really taking a look in that mirror. And I did it for fucking 50 years, you know, and... I'm not doing it anymore. And that's what this album is about. And some people who don't get music probably won't get it. But if you're listening and you've been following my stuff or you're a music fan, I really hope you kind of have a chance to, when you're first here, to put your headphones on and kind of shut the lights out and let this set take you on a, it's like reading a book, you know. And 
this is really my story. It's my walk through the fire and my rise from the ashes on the other side and um, letting everybody know in my life that nobody will ever take away my confidence again, you know? And again, if this speaks to you, you know, and you're with somebody, and it doesn't need to be a romantic relationship, but anybody in your life that treats you poorly, you know, get rid of them. You know, and if you are with somebody and they ghost you, leave them. If they cheat on you, leave them. If they say they're sorry and they don't change their behavior, you guys, that is manipulation. It's abusive. It's a mentally abusive. And I know those little pieces don't sound like it's a big deal, but over time they accumulate. And one day you're going to wake up and you're not going to be there anymore. And you know what these people do when they're done with you? They leave you because you've given them everything you have and they don't care. They just walk away and they go to the next host. They're parasites. And I hate to be negative, but you guys, the world's full of them right now and people are surfacing and showing their true colors and you got to be really careful who you open up to and who you let in because you can end up where I was, you know? And so again, if this speaks, if this speaks to you, I want you to know that you know, if you can get up and, and get through and they say you're walking through the fire, I mean, it's pretty much like it is. I mean, that's what it feels like. But when you get to the other side, <laughs> when you get to the other side, it's crazy because you, it's, it's, I almost feel like a superhero. You almost feel like you're seeing 3D. Like, I can, I'm so quick to, if I meet somebody and, um, I can just tell. I just know, you know, and there's a guy I was dating over Christmas and I really didn't want to date anybody because I wasn't really ready, but he really was pushing me. And he said to me, Christmas Eve, I want you to stay over tonight. And I'm like, um, we've been dating for like two weeks. I had not stayed over with him at all. And I'm like, eh. I'm like, you know, I'd rather stay at home with my dogs. He goes, we can bring the dogs. I'm like, eh. I said, I'm not ready. And I told him, I said, I'm not ready for a sexual relationship. I don't want to sleep with you. I won't sleep well, you know. And instead of saying like, okay, I understand. Um, he just kept pushing it. And I said, listen, I'll come over. I'll watch a movie, but I'm going to go. So I go over there. I watch a movie and then I get up and then he's like, are you going to stay? And I said, we've been through this. And he said, well, if you don't stay, we're over, you know, where, and he was pretty hot, you know, and like years ago, even a couple years ago, I just said, okay, you know, but I said, well, I guess we're over. And I left, you know, fuck them, you know, set your boundaries and don't let anybody push them back. So... And then ending this, I just want to say the cool thing is when you get through it, you're completely unfuckwithable. And that's the name of the album. Uh, every song on here was intentional. Every lyric was intentional. Um, I, it took over a year to put this together um, because originally it was really dark. And I wanted it to, it starts off a little dark, but um, give it a chance because they take you to a really happy place. And uh, we all deserve to be there, man. Bye.